0: When you're working with people and their investments, it's really personal. You want to make it happen and you want the end result even afterwards to go smoothly. And we all know that when we buy a home or a building, there's always surprises. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news, it is possible
1: to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day. And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, act two, reinventing your legacy with your host, Coach Lori. Hilary O'Grant Grilly, welcome. Hi about your awesome life. So tell us what you do, what you're
0: up to, what you love about it. I'm a real estate agent for Keller Williams Mountains, to Sound Kent it is kind of my chapter two. I have two children which are grown. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I started my career about two and a half years ago, mostly helping right now first-time buyers, but also people that I've had a couple of states, So with executors, I've been married 23 years. My husband still has his nine to five job. Yeah, I've been enjoying this new journey, done pretty well at it, met some goals and exceeded some. So I'm pretty happy about that. So what do you love about real estate. I'm a very outgoing and extroverted person. It enables me to meet a lot of people and network. I've always loved houses. I am able to help people and see the end results.
1: Well, it wasn't always like this. Do you want to take us back to your before?
0: I worked almost 30 years for a large corporation in the Pacific Northwest aerospace. Did fairly well, but it was a very introverted company, and I'm a very extroverted person. Also, I did project management, I always say I took the hill for a lot of other people. My job was to be a servant leader in getting the job done. I've never been quiet, but kind of that quiet foundation to make sure things happen. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't mine. It wasn't my business. And and sometimes it takes a long time to get to the end result, and sometimes end results you have to fail and fail fast and move in different directions. Sometimes the legacy that I thought maybe I left behind on certain projects and processes that I inputted just wasn't there. And after a while, there's lots of growth personally, there's lots of growth technically, but career growth seems to not be there. And sometimes you want a little recognition and career growth. It was a good time to switch. I would have to say because of my personality, because of the strengths I have in solving problems were different maybe than somebody in an analytical type position. It was always a little uncomfortable that made a big decision to change careers. And I was fortunate enough there was a time where they we were allowing voluntary layoffs. So I was able to do that and start my new career.
1: I hear that a lot. The person started to think maybe this isn't going to be my legacy. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's a bad job. I love what you said. It's not mine. And then an opportunity arises to take that layoff so that rather than I quit and storming out, you get that Mm -hmm. nice transition. What was it that drew
0: you to real estate. It was the first thing I've thought of. Over the years, my husband and I had bought and sold houses basically to live in. We have a few investment properties. But my realtor, who I knew and was a friend, she said, you need to be a real estate agent. And one of the reasons is I'm really pretty good at pricing what the houses were when we sold them. So she said, you know, you really have an eye for that. I thought about that, and I've always loved houses. My mom worked in a real estate position. She wasn't an agent when I was growing up, but we always loved to drive around and look at houses. What was the process? Well, getting the license is easier than doing the job, but it wasn't an easy test. I can be honest with you on that. I took the voluntary layoff. My first day was October 2nd. I left the company. In 2020 and October 9th, I started taking the online classes. It took me about four months and then another month of study. The test was not easy. I thought it would be. I didn't think it would be easy, but I thought, ah, I can I can do this. It wasn't an easy exam, but luckily I passed it the first time. I knew it was going to be a hard job. I never thought it was going to be easy, but I had no idea what that meant. I spent a lot of time doing digital, social media, I have a YouTube channel now. I do a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts. I do a lot of open houses. It took about five months to get my first sale on my own. Then it started happening. It's a constant. That was the biggest surprise. There really is no stopping. You have to keep moving even when your business is slow.
1: It seems like sometimes I think people have an idea of when you begin to do what you love, it's going to be easy. (laughs) And it's not that it's easy. It's that you love it. That's what makes all the difference.
0: Right. There are times it's a very emotional journey for me. I'll be honest. I've always been personally connected to the work. So if something in my previous job didn't go well, I was upset about it. I took it personally. But when you're working with people and their investments, it's really personal. You want to make it happen and you want the end result even afterwards to go smoothly. And we all know that when we buy a home or a building, there's always surprises. And on the journey, there's never a happy path. You think that everything's moving so smoothly. We don't have to worry about anything. And there's always a hiccup. That is the biggest thing is the emotional toll that it takes on your clients, but it also takes upon me. And I was like, wow. So I'm learning how to keep more steady across the whole process. I've heard you say two things. One is you're a servant leader
1: that that's Mm -hmm. what you learned in your first job. And number two, taking it personal kind of shows how much you care for people and want to help them. And so now that you're learning how, what is that process? Did you read a book? Like, how are you learning that? What are
0: you doing to keep yourself steady? I have a lot of colleagues going through the same thing. So we talk a lot about it because I am an extrovert. So getting other people's opinions. I listen to different types of real estate podcasts. I try to do something else. This job kind of consumes a lot of my mind. I meet with a bunch of friends. We did it online. Sometimes we do it in person and just do a different project, whether it's card making or or knitting or flower making. Or sometimes I do things for my events. Like I just sponsored an art pop-up. So I did something in that just to keep my... My brain on something else other than just binging on Netflix when I want to relax or eating too much. Trying to find different things that makes my mind think differently.
1: Tell me about your pop-up, your art pop-up.
0: I have a very good friend. We've been friends for 30-something years. And every year she kind of does this art open house, look at my art and invite a couple other people. Well, last year she says she wanted to kind of elevate that. So I said, well, let me sp- help sponsor it. We did like a scavenger hunt. She has additional artists. So there was four or five this year. I give out swag and we do a contest, like giveaways, like a little door prize. Last year I did guess how much this house is worth. and And then this time it was all the artists give something that they can do door prizes with. So it was kind of neat, and every artist made several sales. It doesn't get a lot of people, but it does get sales. And we also do a fundraiser. She usually, the last two years, has been to support Ukraine. She'll have each artist donate something and and raise some funds for that. So I do different events sometimes. Sometimes it's a giveaway, like Valentine's Day. I do two events. I do a supply drive and usually a toy drive. And then my company, Keller Williams, we always always do different things. But sometimes I do social events too. I'm social, so might as well do a social event.
1: We missed out on that during COVID. And I think some people maybe were social and they're like, man, I don't even want to come out of my house now. So I love it that you're all about that.
0: It's true. It's true. Even me, who is very extroverted after being isolated or working from home, it was hard to get out a little bit. And I'm part of organizations that start to force me to do that, things that I enjoy doing. Do you want to talk about Empty Nest? Yeah, Empty Nester, I think it kind of goes together. My husband and I, we go out to dinner more now that the kids are not at home. It's interesting because I thought going into this business when the kids were older would be easier. And really, there's a lot more family events. And as the family gets bigger, right, people get married, there's children. Weekends have been harder than I thought. So trying to spend time to make a date, he still works nine to five jobs. So he has the week. He wants to go do something. And I'm like, well, if you want to do it on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I'll be fine to go do something then. So that's been a challenge but we're working that. My husband's not an extrovert. I am. So he has to come with me now. we double doubled eight. We enjoy that. It's nice to connect with people.
1: When you were thinking about Empty Nest, is that what helped you make the
0: decision to move into real estate? Uh, yes, because the, I didn't think I'd have to drive kids around. I didn't think I would have to go to baseball games and soccer games and robotic events. So I thought that would be a good opportunity. And as our parents are aging, I thought, well, you know, this will give me more flexibility if they need something. Self-care is more about, you work at home sometimes. I'm on the road a lot driving But, you know, you eat more when you're at home. Trying to figure out how to balance what's normal. I remember
1: when my kids were little, I read this book. I can't remember the author, but it was a new kind of normal and something she had gone through. And that stuck with me because the different phases of life. So when my kids were getting older, I was a single mom and I stayed in an area near their dad because that was important to them. But once they graduated then I knew I had the freedom to move. In my mind, it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait for the kids to be gone. It also wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be so sad. It was like, oh, I want to be ready for my new normal. And I know it was such an adjustment. Even though I loved what I was doing, it, it <laughs> felt weird to not be running to school. or.
0: Yeah, it is a new normal. I like that. What
1: is it that you would really like people to know, whether it's about life or real estate, what is
0: important to you? Some things from a personal standpoint, I think people sometimes sell themselves short. There were a lot of opportunities or things that maybe I took or didn't take, but there was a lot of fear involved. You don't have to be perfect, something that I have learned in the last two and a half years, because there were times where I missed opportunities because I didn't want to take a risk in my career. So I would love people to know that it's okay not to be perfect. And I think we grow up thinking we have to be. We're graded, we performance reviews, and. People are judging us all the time. So that's the first, that's the biggest growth I've had in the last two and a half years. If you watch my social media, you know, I am not perfect. I just put it out there and hope that people find something useful out of it. The second, I guess from my business standpoint, I try to take what I learned as a project manager. We have to think about risks and opportunities as a project manager. That's more important to me than schedule. Although schedule is really important, especially in real estate. Time is of the essence. So for me, it's making sure To the best of my ability, based on the Department of Licensing and forms and such that, is to protect my clients. And that's my number one, is to make sure that if we're going to take the hill by getting you the perfect dream home, I'm going to try everything I can to make sure you're protected. And it doesn't matter if you're a first-time buyer or someone who's downsizing. I think it's important, or someone who's done 10 houses or someone who's done one, it's important to have somebody trying to make sure that you're doing what you need and what you want to the best of your ability.
1: So I always ask what you're reading and you say you're not reading but you're listening. Tell us what you listen to.
0: I guess I don't I guess it's a plug to the to the podcast people but Tim and Julie Harris do an excellent coaching podcast from how to start your business in real estate to to even like motivators, right? How to get yourself motivated. It's usually only 30 minutes at the most. I've read several books, but some of them are about Go-Giver, I think Uh it is. Uh And then Seven Levels of Communication. I read that, The Gap in the Game, a lot of real estate stuff because really it's my business, but sometimes you have to realize, oh my gosh, I'm a salesperson too. I'm starting to do that. And I have become more proficient with Canva, so I've been listening to and watching a lot of Canva podcasts and YouTube. I I do need to find a fiction book. My sons always tell me, every once in a while, Mom, you've got to pick up that fiction book, so I'm looking for the next one.
1: Awesome. You mentioned that you're a salesperson, too. What do you do when you have a person who falls in love with the house, but somehow they maybe don't feel worthy. I see this a lot with women and not wanting to spend money on something they love. Do you run into that at all? Have you heard, if not now, when, if not you, then who are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast, check out leaving a legacy at That's com, And let's get started on your second act. Now they, maybe don't feel worthy. I see this a lot with women and not wanting to spend money on something they love. Do you run into that at all?
0: I run into more of the budget situation where can they sleep at night? So I kind of run into the opposite situation because our interest rates are high right now and the housing market is high. Even though someone might be able to qualify for a home, my friend's daughter, we, they just bought a house, her and her husband, and she kept saying, you always ask, are you sure? <laughs> and, can you? and we run the numbers a lot. So it's kind of the opposite. I haven't really run into someone who didn't think they were worthy. I've run into people that were worried, and also maybe they want a house that's a little beyond their means, and they may not be able to sleep at night. And I always say to people, I'm going to show you houses within your means, and once you say you want that house, and we've talked about it, and are you sure, right? I'm going to turn into the agent and get them the house. So we, we have a lot of conversations about that. I think it's important to, I think what I said before is take a chance. Don't feel like you're not worthy. Don't feel like the obstacles are too high. Take one step at a time. Because if someone's asking you for an opportunity or asking you for help or wanting to give you something, they know you're able to do that. So if you are applying for a job that, why are they even interviewing me? Because they know you can do it. You just have to believe you can do it.
1: People will say, don't be, don't let. I think what is more powerful is feel that fear, feel that whatever, and do it anyway. Like, take that chance rather than than buy into the lie of whatever that feeling is. Right. It's like, I just want to see people be able to live their second half reinventing themselves doing what they love, serving themselves and their families in a way that is also bringing them great joy.
0: And I have to say, when you do those things, when you face your fears, it's always going to feel uncomfortable, but the end result feels amazing.
1: Hilary, thank you so much. If somebody wants to reach out to you, how can they find you? I know you have a few ways. <laughs>
0: You can Google my name, Hilary Oak Creek Grilly, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. I work for Keller Williams Mountains to Sound in Kent. And you can also look up letsmakeamatchhomes.com. I have my own website. I can give you my phone number and you can call me at 206-852-4203. Thank <laughs> you so have,
1: much. <laughs>
0: have a great day.
1: extra cash. Click the affiliate link. Three things we learned from Hillary. It's okay to walk away from a career. Being consistent is the key. Not giving up. Self-care is so important in doing what you love. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe. Give us a review and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.